Let us pray. Love Talk Radio. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, we are grateful for this day. We ask, O oh God, that you be in the midst of this service, that everything that we do, say, and sing will bring honor and glory to your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Lord, you 
121st division of Psalms. There you'll find these words recorded. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. 
He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. This is the good part. The Lord is your keeper. I said the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by light. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. The word of God for the people of God. And all of God's people said, Amen. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, right now we invoke your presence in this space. God, we invoke your presence, O oh God, as we seek to gather, to worship, and praise your magnificent name. Because, God, there are few believers in this building that are mindful and can attest that you are worthy to be praised. Because there are few in this building that know that they are here not because a clock woke them up, but because of your grace and for your mercy. We are able to assemble in our right minds to come into this house to praise your name. So God, since we are here, if there are any hindrances, if there's anything that would stop us or come in between the praise, we ask right now, God, that you remove it. Because, God, you deserve so much more from us. Because you are worthy. You are so worthy of the praise. So, God, we lift this prayer upon the wings of the morn and place it before thy feet. To the all-wise God, we pray, and for his sake we pray. And all of God's people stand together. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Oh, 
trio. And then the Lord hit me and said, no, they'll sound better as a quartet. <laughs> all right. I, we we, we got to bring that. For the moment, Pastor. We got to bring that back. Sometimes it's always best that way. For the moment. No, they wasn't expecting me to be here. No. I, I wasn't in the quartet. <laughs> I love it, But uh, to God be the glory for strong men voices. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Our announcements are as follows. A uh, few announcements that I want to share. The first is the. Let me get this right. There's been a change in the memorial service for Sister Rosetta Russell. Service will not, I say again, will not be on April 1st. We are waiting the new arrangement. I say again, services, memorial service for Sister Rosetta Russell will not be on April 1st. As soon as we get an update from the family, we will share that with you. Amen? Also, we'd like to make mention, we are having sunrise service for, on Resurrection Sunday, on Easter Sunday morning. 
And after uh, our sunrise service, we'll be having breakfast in our dining room. In order for us to adequately prepare for those who, who are going to attend, please give your name to our church clerk so that we can prepare adequately and not be wasteful as relates to the food that we'll be having. Now, don't come for breakfast if you ain't here for sunrise service. Just for the folks that got up early. And then we will break fast together and then go into Sunday school and have our services. So please give your names to the church clerk. Also, we want to make certain uh, next Sunday is the first Sunday. First Sunday is the time where we have corporate prayer at the 9 a.m. hour. Corporate prayer. And we're inviting all leaders who can, who can be here, and members to be here for corporate prayer at 9 a.m. As many of you know, next week, this week that's coming up, we start round two, round two for the landmark grant. Y'all got to be a little more excited about that. Round one was was a 12-rounder, right? The good news is we have experience and we thank God for the $900,000 that Ebenezer was able to secure. Well, we're going back to the well, and the team is getting ready. The team is getting ready uh, for round two. So we need our congregation praying. Praying. So we need you here uh, next Sunday, uh, first Sunday at 9 a.m. for corporate prayer. Also, Bible study resumes this coming Wednesday on Zoom. And uh, we're glad to get back. Um, I have been away last week and a little bit of this week, taking 45 other people's children down to Florida. And the good news is those that I left with, we brought back. So mission accomplished. They ate good. They had good time. And they lived in places they never had a chance to. And so we thank God for the opportunity to sow into those young lives. Also, we are excited to announce, had opportunity to connect with the director of um, Chicago Sings Hymns, which will be held here at Ebenezer April 30th at 4 p.m. Chicago Sings Hymns, uh, led by Dr. James Abington, uh, is uh, a hymn sing. They have been having hymn sings all throughout the country. Uh, one was in Harlem, another one was in D.C. Well, they're coming to Chicago for Chicago Sings Hymns, and they are ho- we are hosting it at Ebenezer. And so there are going to be churches from all over the city that will be joining with us here at Ebenezer at the 4 o'clock hour. Um, and so I'm certainly asking our, our choir, our music ministry team, and others who love to sing hymns. You know, we often talk so much about how important the hymns are to us. Amen? The hymns are important to us. Well, we know in order for them to be passed on to the next generation, we got to sing them. Amen? And so on the fifth Sunday in April at 4 p.m., all roads lead to Ebenezer. And we're going to have some wonderful guests who are going to be here to help lead, lead this effort. We're expecting Bobby Wooten. We're expecting Arthur Griffin. We're expecting so many other persons who will be here uh, as Ebenezer leads the Chicago Sings Hymn. Now, 
One of the special things about this event is he showed me the program. And they're hymns from the Presbyterian Church, hymns from the AME, AME Zion Church, Church of God in Christ. They're hymns from Baptist tradition, where there's going to be a portion in the Chicago Sings hymns that is going to be dedicated to Thomas A. Dorsey. Now, he purposely said, you know, since Ebenezer is the birthplace, how can we have a program and not sing the hymns of Thomas A. George? Because, you know, he did write hymns, too, right? And there are some that we have not sung in years, and so we are excited. We are excited to have here to, to host this. Now, the cost for the hymnal is only $20 if you want a hymnal. If you want a hymnal, you need to let us know uh, through the church clerk, if you want a hymnal, um, there is no cost to attend, but you can't sing a hymn unless you know the words, right? So we're going to get hymns. We want to make certain that our, our music ministry team has the hymnals so that we can be uh, present and in order uh, for that Sunday. Also, Dr. Abbotting will be with Ebenezer that Sunday morning to augment our services with his gifts. Uh, on, on that day. So we are excited. Also, before we greet one another, the last announcement is this. I am pleased to announce that on April 16th, Ebenezer will be having within our worship service the ordination of Deacon in Training Eric Hill. Stand up. Oh, y'all can do better than that. April 16th, we will be ordaining Eric Hill, who has been in one-on-one -on -one training with me for the past two and a half weeks. Uh, he got some more instruction and curriculum to go. But if we were to hold it right now, he is ready. And what I like about it, what I like about him is he has demonstrated a servant's heart. And so we're giving him a little time to make sure all of his family members and friends can be here. It's going to be during morning worship, but we are going to ordain Eric Hill as the newest deacon officially of the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. Amen. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who are here today. I have the name of Carl Heinz and Romana, who are from Austria, who are worshiping with us today. Just wave your hand. God has been blessing us with people to attend our worship services, and we are so grateful for your presence. So let's stand. Let's stand and let's greet one another shake one another's hand, speak to one another as the Lord has allowed us to do as we welcome one another in the house of the Lord. Let us welcome each other. Thank you. 
Amen. We have before we have the offering. I want to uh, acknowledge that Tuesday, Sister Bernice Johnson traveled 95 years around the sun. Happy birthday to you, 95 years young. Come on, can you stand so we can see you? Can we see you? That's what that's what 95 years old look like. Don't it look good? Don't it look good? Praise the Lord. She ain't even got no stick. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 At this time, we'll have our music ministry. Please forgive me and the First Lady. We have to run to another church today uh, to support a brother in ministry. Um, I wasn't supposed to be here today because Dana was had it all locked down and whatnot. But I wanted just to be here to be for Sunday school. And I also wanted to get in the public and thank Minister King for what he has been, has been doing, is doing, and will do on behalf of Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. I know he's going to bring a mega word today. Uh, I'm going to be peeking on, on my YouTube phone while I'm in other service, but, uh, but let's support him this morning. To God be the glory.
love Where there was confusion Peace now reigns I'm a child of the King A child of the King It's all because It's because I'm redeemed I am redeemed Born with a prize Tell them one more time. Tell them 
Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Oh, come on, let's try that again. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Don't sing the song if you don't believe it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Ah, I am redeemed. I was bought with a price. Calvary didn't come cheap. I don't understand why I can't get no help in here. My, my, my. Hallelujah. Walk with the price. Yeah. Ah. That's it. That's it. church is offering time is that time of the service we could never pay watch this we could never pay what we owe all right okay all right i'll save it for later it's all right that's a sermon all by itself I, we could never pay what we owe but it is offering time it's that time of the service where you can give back to god you can give back to god to keep continuing the work that we have here in this place amen Amen, amen, amen. Uh, there are f- several ways you can give, several ways you can give. You can give online at EbenezerBronzeville.org, EbenezerBronzeville.org. Just hit the Give Now button when you go there. You can also give via mobile or text to give. That number is 312-779-0146. Again, 312-779-0146. You can also give via mail or drop your gift off right here at the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. The address is 4501 South Vincennes Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60653. And last but not least, you can give via Zelle or QuickPay. That number is 773-960-9028. Again, that number for QuickPay or Zelle, 773-960-9028. If you're in the room and you need that digital information that I just gave, just let the usher know that you want to give that way, and they will give you a card with all of that information. To our online partners, we thank you, as always, for your continued support and your partnering with us in all of the endeavors that we have here. And as the pastor said, we already got one partner, but let's not get complacent. Amen? Amen. Let us pray for the offering. Father God, we thank you. Lord God, we thank you in advance for all that you continue to do. God, we ask that you would bless this offering. God, bless both the gift and the giver as we continue to move in the direction you would have us to go. We pray now in the mighty name of Jesus. Every heart said amen, amen, and amen. Thank you. 
proper English, but he ain't failed me yet. Amen, amen. This is the time of the service where we offer prayer, and we give you an opportunity to come down to the altar for prayer. I ain't said this in a while, so I figure maybe I need to reiterate. Now, if you got some issues and some stuff you want to bring to the altar, bring it on down here. Now, but there's a caveat. If you bring it to the altar, you can't take it back with you. Huh? It don't make sense to come down here and talk to God about your issue and then walk back to your seat carrying that same issue. Amen? Amen. So come on, we're going to get ready and come on down. The altar is open. Uh, this is that time of service where we, I like to be called an intercessory prayer, where you can just come and Stand in the gap for somebody else or come and stand for yourself or for your family. You can come down here. If you, if you don't feel comfortable coming down, you can just stand where you are. But there is room at the altar. There is room at the altar. So make your way down. There's so many people on our prayer list. And as I say all the time, just because they're on the prayer list, it don't mean they sit. It just means they're asking for some extra prayer. Amen. Our prayer list, we have Lindsay Mayfield. You guys can keep coming as I read. Lindsay Mayfield, 
Margaret Jones, mother of Reginald Jones. We have Doris Robinson, cousin of Beverly Stinson, who Beverly is there now in Vegas with her cousin. Amen, Beverly. I'm sure she's watching on YouTube. I think they figured it out. Amen. Uh, Deacon Chester Coleman, uh, we're praying, Elise and Willie Grant. That's right. Make room. Spread out, y'all. Come on. Uh, Deacon Chester Coleman, Elise and Willie Grant, praying for Alfred Moore. Kenneth Sexton, son of Vivian Pete, we're praying for Al and Mary Burton, for Shirley Anderson, for Sarah Billups, for Mary Alexander, for Reverend James Thompson, for Bernetta Pearson, mother of Dr. Pamela Person. We're praying for Michael Jones, Jr. We're praying for Deacon James Smith, who is in the building today. God bless you, sir. We're praying for Ernestine Rowe. We're praying for Lily Turner. We're praying for Brenda Love. We're praying this morning for Laney Elms, for Sister Myrtle Gunn. We're praying for Minnie Pigs. We're praying for John Butts and Tamara Ransall and Terrell Blevins, Sadie Turner, sister of Nancy Wade. We're praying this morning for Leonard Tolbert, Marlena Jackson, Willie Wyndham, brother of Bernice Johnson. We're praying for Brenda and Charles McLaughlin. They're the sister and brother-in-law of Dorothy Gibson. We're praying for Algeria Williams, cousin of Vivian Taylor, Mary Crosby, John Lewis, Monica Purnell, cousin of Nancy Wade, Marcus Jackson, Owen Burke, cousin of Vivian Taylor. We're praying for Willie Mae Davis, who is still recovering this morning. We're praying for Beverly Bogus. God bless you. We're praying this morning, and we're praying for Deborah Brewer. Now, there may be more names that weren't on this list, but you know who they are. And I would just ask that you put them in the front of your hearts and your minds right now as we prepare to play, prepare to play, prepare to pray. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you. Lord God, we thank you this morning. God, we just want to say thank you. God, we thank you not because you've been so good, but not because you give us the desires of our heart, not because you kept us all night long, but God, we just first want to thank you just for being God. God, we just want to thank you, God, because we recognize that if there were no you, ah, there would be no us. So, God, we just want to thank you this morning. God, we want to thank you this morning. Now, God, for waking us up this morning. God, we want to thank you for allowing us uh, the, the, the feeling in our limbs, God, the breath in our body, God, the sight in our eyes, the hearing in our ears this morning. God, we thank you for that first step out of the bed we took this morning. Lord God, we just want to say thank you. Lord God, we thank you for the time such as this. God, because when we look back over the history of this place, God, you've been real good to us. God, there are people who are standing right now, God, even if they're standing for a specific reason, you've still been good to each and every one of them. God, we want to say thank you for that. God, we want to thank you for every bowed head that's in the place today. God, every humble heart that's in the place today. God, we just want to say thank you. Lord God, we recognize that we haven't been so good that, and we haven't been so great. But God, despite ourselves, you continue to be great for us. And for that, we have to say thank you. Lord God, there are some folks standing at your altar today. 
God, they're standing in the need of prayer. God, they're standing, oh God, in the need of prayer. Lord God, they're standing in the need of prayer. Father God, we're praying right now. Oh God, thank you, Holy Ghost. We're praying right now for calm in a household. God, we're praying for peace in a household. God, we're praying right now, God, that wherever their feet may trod, God, that we they find peace wherever they go. God, we're praying right now for peace of mind, God, because someone may be troubled this morning. God, we're praying right now for peace. Lord God, we recognize that there are some hardships that are going on all around us. It may even be some in this room right now. But God, we believe right now that you can fix it in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we're praying for families this morning. God, we're praying for families this morning. God, we're praying, God, that you would unite families like never before. God, tear down anything that would restrict them, God, from being unified right now. God, we're praying for unity in families this morning, right now. Lord God, we're praying. God, there may be some standing, God, who physically just might not feel themselves. But God, you gave them the strength to come down to this altar or to stand in the seat or even, God, to turn on the internet wherever they are. You gave them the strength just to do that, God. So we're praying for them right now. God, we believe your word when you said you were omnipresent, which means you can be here, there, and everywhere all at the same time. So, God, we're praying right now that whatever healing you release in this room, that you would release it all over the world to any and everyone that can hear my voice on the day. Heal our land, God. Heal our hearts today. Heal our minds today. Touch right now, God. In the name of Jesus. God, every hand that's connected in this front row down here, God, that's connected, God, let one not fall, God, today. Touch right now, God. Send your anointing to this place right now. Like never before. In Jesus' name. Like never before. In Jesus' name. Send your power right now, God. Like never before. Lord God, we trust you today. And we believe you can do anything but fail. So God, we're trusting and believing that we'll see a new thing done in us in this place. We're praying for a new thing in this place. We're praying for a new thing in this place. We're praying for a new thing, oh God, in this place. Touch the hearts of your people today, God. Touch the hearts of your people today, God. Break the hearts of your people today, God. Move by your spirit in this place. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. We pray now in the mighty name of Jesus. Every heart said amen. 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 Come on, hug the person next to you before you take your seat. Go ahead. Be in my home, oh, tomorrow, and when I'm lonely, I'll be in my home. 
personal for some people in the room right now. I don't need a whole lot of witnesses. I just need two or three. I believe that song is personal for some people in this room because you've been in some situations in your life where the enemy wanted you just to lay out and give up. But God so you pray and you cry and you pray and you cry. But my Bible tells me to stand still and see the salvation. Done all you can. Woo. You just said, Amen. 
scripture has already been read. I'll read again for your hearing. It's already been read. I'll read again for your hearing. Psalm 121 or the 121st division of the psalm. You don't have to stand up again. It simply reads, I'm reading the King James Version. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Mm. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. Verse 7 says, the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. The word of God is blessed. Father God, we thank you again. But God, we ask that you would move me out of the way. God, let only what you want the people to hear be heard on today. We pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. Musicians, I'm going to ask y'all for a small favor. Just don't move too soon because I won't be up here that long. Amen. There is, there is, there is, there is, there is a, there is a word. There is a word today. There is a word today. It, it, it's a simple word, something we've all done several times. And we've done it a few times today, and we do it every day, sometimes without even thinking. And the word is very simple. The word or the title for today's sermon is just look up. Just look up. This morning, this morning, church, we're going to spend some time, we're going to spend some time looking at this particular psalm that speaks about looking up. The, the, the master theologian Charles uh, Spurgeon called this a psalm of the eye. Uh, Psalm 121 is written uh, to speak to the heart, and it's simple, it's poetic. It's a poetic formula that is meant to hit home in a memorable way. You, 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 you see, you see it, it's meant to give a sense of God in, the, in, a, in a comprehensive style for those who look to him. Now, 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 I must admit, church, if we're going to be honest today, that during the most challenging times of my life, those things happened when I just failed to look up. And I believe the writer, that the text, the text, the writer of this text wanted us to understand that when we look up, see, when you look up, it keeps your, your head from swimming when you look up. Uh-huh. When, when you look up, it keeps your heart from sinking when you when you look up, when you look up, it keeps your knees from trembling. When you look up, it keeps your feet from slipping. From slipping. When, when you look up, sometimes it, it will even keep your hands from hanging down. Because, see, when I look up to heaven, my hands automatically go up because I just want to praise him. When you look up, it, it, it's impossible, church, to say what will happen to us the rest of this year, it's even impossible to say what may even happen on tomorrow. But what I, do know, what I do know and what I do believe that there will come a time when you and I will be required to look up. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. This direction, this direction, if we do it the right way, if we do it the right way, if we properly deal with it, 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 it will give us all that we need. When you look up, it will secure us against all we may even dread. When you look up, it, it'll make us, watch this, make us more than match all of our foes and our fears. If you look up, my brothers and sisters, if you're going to get through today, you have to learn how to look up and hear what Jesus is saying to you. He said in this, in this word, he said these words that I myself will help you. That's in the book. I didn't make it up. I myself will help you. Let, let me help somebody. If you're discouraged... Look up. Uh-huh. If you're despondent, just look up. If you're feeling downtrodden, just... If you're feeling depressed, you ought to just... See, 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 I, I had a few people that helped. That's all right. I didn't hit their road yet, but it's okay. You, you see, this, this 121st Psalm has been one of my, my, my go-tos, one of my favorites for some time now. It was one of the first scriptures that I had to exegete when I got to seminary. Because, see, it's one of the staples of faith that we often learn very early and we hear it repeated very often. Y'all know it just starts off, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. It just kind of rolls off the tongue, don't it? It, it, it does, it does. It, see, it, it rolls off the tongue, especially if you revert, if you revert back to the Elizabethan English, you know. But, but the question is, what does it mean? And how does it speak to us today? Uh-huh, because the question is, where does your help come from? Just look at your neighbor and ask your neighbor, neighbor, where does your help come from? When I first heard this, this scripture, and probably most of us can agree, the first time I heard it was in Sunday school. When I first heard it, and, and you know, when I was at Sunday school, they, they, the, the deacons taught Sunday school. Yeah, I had rough teachers. I had rough teachers. Deacon, the late, great Deacon Ned Bird over at the Kingdom Baptist Church was my Sunday school teacher. And, 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 and they kept us separate. The boys and girls couldn't be in the same Sunday school class. Didn't make no sense to me because we were going to find a way to get over there anyway. So you might as well have taught us at the same time. Probably could have prevented some stuff. Amen. I'll preach that next time. But the first time I heard this, I will look to the hills, I, 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 pictured, I pictured mountains and uh, symbolizing the, the omnipotence of God or how great God was in the hills. You, you know, mountains movable, immovable, majestic, and imposing their will. But mountains, when you think about mountains, mountains stand for, for strength and stability and dominance. And, and when you stand on top of a mountain, it looks like you're standing on top of the world. But when you stand at the base of a mountain and you look up at the summit, you stand and you look in awe and in wonder. And by us, mountains are so big that we are so small in comparison. So naturally, when I heard the words, I will lift up my eyes to the hills, I thought about God's dominion and power. As far as I can remember, uh, that's what we were taught in Sunday school, to lift up your eyes to the hills, to be reassured that God is all-powerful and in control. You see, in other words, he's got the whole world in his hands. That's the song, right? That, 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 that's, that's, why, that's why in the King James Version of the Bible, the opening words are translated, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. You have to hear the difference. 
It's not a question, but a statement of fact. Where does your help come from when things go contrary in your life? Okay, uh uh-huh. Where does your help come from when relationships begin to sputter and fail? Where does your help come from when your teenage children go off the rails or lose their whole mind when they start talking to you? Hmm. Where does your help come from when the folk on your job get on your last nerve? Okay. Where does your help come from when your loved one dies? Where does your help come from when you suffer a crisis of faith and you even find it hard to pray? When you wonder to yourself, does God even care about me? Where does your help come from? But the psalmist, the psalmist answers this question with a clear and simple voice. My help comes from the Lord. If you look at the Aramaic version, he says, my help comes from Yahweh. Ah, the one who made the heaven and the earth. We, see, you cannot read this psalm, first of all, you can't read it without thinking about David. Because, see, it was David that wrote this thing. And, and, and it appears that, that David wrote this thing after he had became king. Mm. After he was anointed king. Let me rephrase that. He wrote this after Mm, stay with me, stay with me. I'm, 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 I'm going to take you there, right, real quick, real quick. So, so, so he wrote this after the time, watch this, because it was during that time he spent a lot of time in those hills. You know, the same ones he was lifting his eyes up to. And, and what happened in those hills for David, huh? What happened in those hills for years, maybe even 10 or 15, give or take, he had hidden in those very hills. He hid from a maniacal king that was trying to kill him. So when David lifted his eyes up to the hills, he just didn't see a beautiful view. He saw his life flash before his eyes. Because, see, David remembered moving from one hill to another. He remembered moving from one cave to another. He remembered hiding in the back of a cave while the king slept in the front. He remembered working his way around the side of the mountain while the king and his army tried to come around the other side of the mountain. So Ebenezer, when David looked at the hills, he saw despair, darkness, and hopelessness. But when he looked at them same hills, he saw something more. Uh huh. He saw protection in the hills. He saw deliverance in the hills. He saw safety behind the cleft of the rock. In the hills, in those hills, David knew the presence of God. Mm, when, when David became king, he wanted to remember that even in his darkest places, oh God, in his darkest places, that God was still there, leading him, protecting him, to keeping what he promised him in his youth. He even wanted to remember that when he sat on the throne, that the same God that helped him in the hills would be the same God that would help him when he was sitting on the throne. Sometimes we forget when we think we've made it who God was. Because, see, we call on God when we get in trouble. But then when the seat gets comfortable, we forget who God was. So, so, see, so David wrote this psalm to help us, to help you and I remember The same God that helped me in the hills will be the same God that helped me with these new bills. Okay, see, y'all just, y'all, uh-huh. The same God you was crying about for the job, now you got the job. But then you don't want to talk to him. Okay, all right, okay, let me, all right. 
So, 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 so lift up your eyes to the hills. Now watch this. Lift up your eyes to your own hills. Think about this. What are your own hills? What hills do you have in your life? What, 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 what are the hills do you have? They, 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 those hills are the time of your, your greatest darkness, your, your greatest despair, when it seemed like God had forgotten about you. But afterwards, now you can look back and say, he was really holding me all the time. He was there all the time. He was there all the time. Kirk, Kirk Carr, Kirk Carr, amazing musician, gospel artist. He wrote a song. I was going to send it to y'all last night, but I wasn't going to put that pressure on y'all. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to do it. It was late. It was about 2 o'clock. Y'all was asleep. It was asleep. Y'all was asleep. Trust me, y'all was asleep. <laughs> but the song simply says, I almost let go. I almost let go. It's, it's, it's a beautiful song. It says, I almost let go. I, I felt like I just couldn't take life anymore. My problems had me bound. Depression weighed me down. But God held me close so I couldn't let go. Then I like this. It said, God's mercy kept me. So I wouldn't let go. Then I, I got to give you the second verse. He says, I almost gave up. I was right on the edge of a breakthrough, but I couldn't see it. The devil really had me, but Jesus came and grabbed me. So ooh, he held me close so I wouldn't let go. God's mercy, it kept me so I wouldn't let go. Mm. Nah. So I'm here today. <laughs> That'll preach by itself because God kept me. I'm here today. So what are your heels this morning, church, or this afternoon now, church? What are your heels? Are you in your heels now? Are you crying out to God now? Are you crying out to God while you're hiding in the darkness? Are, are you feeling like maybe sometimes he's abandoning you, but I want to leave a word with you. Don't lose heart today, church. Hold on to hope today, church. Trust in him to finish what he started in you. See, a lot of times we look at situations, and we give a lot of attention to the situations, but God started a work in you. And trust and believe he will finish that work in you. So, 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 so there, there, will, there, will, there will come a day, church, I'm almost done, where you will lift up your eyes to those hills and see, and you will point to some folk and say, see right there? That hill right there, those places right there, that's the place where I thought I was going to lose my mind. That's the place where I thought they were going to kill me. But then you'll turn around and look at Joseph and David and you'll say, but that same place gave me some protection. That same place was the place of my deliverance. The same place was where I met God. They are the place where I began, like David, to know the presence of God. Yeah, the pain was real, but I looked up. Uh -huh. I, I almost let go, but I, but I looked up. I, I was hurting and ready to throw in the towel, but I just looked up. I lifted up my eyes to the hill. That's the worshiper's declaration in this song. Because all of his dependence is on God. You see, the true worshiper was going to meet the Lord, oh God, and offer sacrifices of praise. Watch this, because he recognized that the Lord God was his creator. 
I'm trying to help y'all this morning. We have to recognize, we have to recognize that God is so good all the time that even in our darkest places, he shows up. See, the true worshiper, watch this, was going to meet with the Lord and offer all of the sacrifices he had because he recognized that, God, if I ain't got nothing else, I can still praise you. All right. That's okay. If I ain't got nothing else, I can still praise you because I recognize that even in the midst of all the hell going on in my life, you still gave me a word of praise. Mm. A word of praise. I, 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 I wish we would get and recognize that life ain't promised today or tomorrow. The only promise is the one that was made back on Calvary. The only promise that matters is the one that made, was made back on Calvary. The only promise we really, really need to focus on is the one that was made back on Calvary. Watch this. Because, see, God's holy mountain. Watch this. See, see, see. Oh, God. Can we get to Psalm 3 and 4? Psalm 3 and 4 says this. I like this. Psalm 3 and 4 says, I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. That's in the book. From his sacred dwelling place. Uh, the Lord will offer me everlasting security from, from his sacred uh, uh, safety place. In Psalm 125 and 2, he says these words, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forevermore. Church hills are strong things. They're strong things. They can either be really strong to help you or they can be really strong and hinder you. I, 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 Evan, you're going to like this part. I'm going to mention something that you're really going to like. Y'all remember when the Chicago Bears actually used to have a winning team? We had what I still believe was the greatest running back in the world. His name was Walter Payton. That's who I believe. That's who I believe was the greatest running back to ever play the game, Walter Payton. I watched him. I watched him. But Walter Payton had these heels behind his house, down, down, the Jack yeah, yeah, down in Jackson State, thank you, down in Mississippi. And, and, and how he got ready every season, he would run the hills. Oh, y'all just missed it. He would run the hills to get in shape. Some of the best athletes would come to Walter and say, we're going to run with you. And after two times up the hill, the greatest athletes would be out of breath, and Walter was still running. Sometimes the heel will help you defeat your enemy. Other times the heel can become your enemy. So the question you have to ask is, whose heel are you going to believe in? Okay. Ah, uh, I going to get no help. All right. Okay. All right. We have to move and recognize that sometimes the heels are not sufficient to meet our needs. Sometimes we grow beyond the heel. Sometimes we get to a point where we no longer need the heel. So watch this. In the original version of this text, when the Bible was written, y'all do know they did not have uh, a punctuation. So the question was asked, uh, I will look to the heels from whence cometh my help. And, and folks have taken that, I'm sorry, we were, sometimes we were taught incorrectly, and we believed that that was saying my help was coming from the heels. No, no. There was a question that was being asked. Will my help, will I look to the hills? From, and, and then it was rhetorical because the answer was, uh-uh, my help. 
comes from the Lord. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You, 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 you we, we'll get there. That's okay. That's okay. So, 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 let's just get done. There's some hills of religion that keeps us bound. We get caught up in religion and in tradition. We, we get caught up in, in these things that, 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 that have nothing to do with God, but they're to please man. I've never seen the church so caught up. And when I say the church, I mean the church universal, not Ebenezer. I've never seen the church so caught up in tradition and laws, and God is not pleased, nor is he being praised. You wonder why so many of your churches are sitting empty and idly by because folks are tired of rules and regulations that God never put on us. I might step on my own. Can we talk? Okay. So, 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 so watch this. Watch this. God never said that you had to walk in a straight line to come to him. God never said we had to go behind a confessional booth and tell some man on the other side whose sin is just as bad as yours, what your sins were, to get to him. Okay. I know we're going to celebrate Resurrection Sunday in a few weeks. I'm sorry. I must tell it like it is. We're going to celebrate Resurrection Sunday in a few weeks. But when Jesus died, the veil in the temple, help me, Holy Ghost, was torn not from the bottom up, but from the top down. That put us back access to him, where we no longer needed a mediator to talk to him. What are you, what are you saying, preacher? Don't y'all wait till Sunday to come find me or Pastor Person or Deacon Taylor or Deacon Smith, or soon to be Deacon Hill. Don't come waiting on Sunday to say, can you pray for me? I got a thing. I need, uh, first of all, did you talk to God for yourself? Because, see, I can pray for you all day long, but if you ain't got your own relationship, ah, uh, my, 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 my. See, then, 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 then there's, I'm almost done, then there's the heel of, of, of good works. Some of us believe that if we just keep doing all these good works, that we can rest. Wait, you know, I fed the hungry today. I clothed the naked today. I did this today. I gave to my favorite charity today. I did this today. Here is the question. How much of that was God involved in? Or are we just making check marks on our to-do list? I'm sorry, I... Yeah, yeah, y'all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there is, then there is this heel of being born into the right family. Because here's the deal with situation: we can't choose what family we born into. Trust me, I know. Huh? I'm gonna get in trouble later. That's all right. But but see, because here's the deal: see, if I've been born into the right family and baptized into a Christian family, then then I can I I I think I got a better access. But here is the deal: when you've been born again, you're in a different family. When you're born again, you're in a new family. My Bible says He makes us what a new creature. Ah, okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, ah, an extended family. Watch this. One that you can't be put out of. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, so, so after we've done 
all of those things, after we've moved past the heels, after we move past the heel of religion, the heel of the wrong, the right, being born into the right family, when we move past all these other heels, there's even heels of hobbies and sports, but we ain't going, you know, I already touched on that, I ain't going to do that. Then there's this heel of popularity. I want to be popular. I want to be popular. But see, popularity is temporary. Popularity is fallible. Popularity, as soon as they, watch this, my old, my old, my old pastor, my old pastor, uh, 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 Ray E. Williams, he's down in, in Alabama, I believe now. Ray E. Williams used to tell us all the time, don't, he said, let me tell you something. He said, don't you let them, we got company. He said, don't, 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 don't put me up on no pedestal. He said, because the very one that put me up there will have a saw at the bottom. And it only happens when I do something that they didn't like. You loved me until I told you no. Oh, God. Ah. See, 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 see. So, so when you put somebody down there, when you put somebody on a pedestal, you're making them popular. See, I don't want to be popular with people. I, I, I just want to be known by him. I don't need to see how many likes and followers I can get on Facebook and YouTube. Trust me, we, we, we like the numbers and all, but the only number I'm concerned with is an audience of one. Because if I'm following him, everything else will line up. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Verse 2 in this scripture says, My help come from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Now, now, somebody might ask the question, well, what qualifies the Lord to help us? Well, I can answer real simple. He's the creator of the universe. All power is in your hands. If you're going to get some help from somebody, you might as well get help from the one who put breath in your body, huh? Yeah, verse, verse 5 and 6, watch this. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. God is our great keeper. Why? Because he has all the resources in the universe. He has all the power. He is omnipotent. He can protect me no matter where I end up. If we had time this morning, we could have a testimony service about how good God has been. Because he's kept us. I told y'all I'll be on your row in a second. He kept you when your finances was low. Because you've been broke before. Huh? He kept you when you were in danger. Uh-huh. You had to hide out before. Oh, I'm going to help somebody. He kept you when folks were slandering your name. Uh, you've been talked about and lied on before. He kept us, watch this, during times of sickness and health because we've all been sick before. He kept us during difficult times and emotional moments. Why? Because we've all cried all night before. He kept us alive during covid when the world was in turmoil, should have got a whole lot of claps right there because some folk ain't here. But he kept you here. Just really want to encourage somebody today, especially some of our newer believers, who if you believe in God, that you have to recognize and understand that you've been kept by him. Because some of us are facing some very difficult times right now. The late Dr. Martin Luther King said, there's some difficult times ahead. But I like he said, I'm not fearing any man. I'm not concerned right now. Okay, all right, that's different. Yeah. Oof. You, 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 you see, you, you need to know that we're kept by God. You don't feel like you may have any particular serious problem, but God is still 
keeping you. You, you, you. you still need to know that he's keeping you because problems will come. And God promised us that he would have his presence with us. No matter where you're going, you're kept by God. No matter what you're doing, you're kept by God. No matter what obstacles show up in your life, you're kept by God. No matter the hour, the minute, the day, or the year, you're still kept by God. No matter what condition you may even be in, you're kept by God. And no matter how long it takes, you're kept by God. Ebenezer, we have to learn to look up. For Joseph, if the book of Genesis said the hills, he says he might have a, he might, it might have been in his memory for years when he was in the dungeon. But while he was in those dungeons and in those places, he did not forget his purpose. And he recognized that even though I'm down low, I'm continuing to look up because I know where my father is. One of the greatest things, and I, I've given you this analogy or illustration before, is when a little baby first starts to walk and they see their parent, the first thing they do is look up and then lift up. And they give you the sign that I want to be picked up. Y'all just, ah, I wish y'all would get this. Think about Peter for a moment. Peter had some heels. Peter had to overcome the heels of, of, of when he denied Jesus. He had to overcome those heels. Paul had some heels. Paul had to remember that what it looked like when he was out there trying to get Christians killed. He remembered that thinking that he had, but he recognized that if I look to the heels, if I look up and recognize my God is here, when he met Jesus on that Damascus road, first thing he did was lose his sight. Mm, why? Because, see, he was too busy looking with his own eyes. God said, I need to blind him for a while until he can see me. Oh, my God, yes. Even Jesus had a heel. Even Jesus had a heel. The heel that Jesus looked to was Calvary. It was called Golgotha's heel. And on that heel, he had to endure all the pain and all the suffering for you and for me. I ain't going to get no help, but that's all right. Watch this. He died for not for anything that he did. But my Bible says for the perpetuation of sin. What do you mean, preacher? He took my dirty sin. Your dirty sin. Your dirty sin. And put it on his back. So that we might have life. And we might have it. More abundantly. So they put him on that hill. Oh God, help me, Holy Ghost. They put him on that hill and they marched him up Golgotha's hill to Calvary's mountain. You know the story. But I like what he said before I take my seat. He said, if I be lifted. Let me try it again. He said, if I be lifted. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I be lifted, I'll draw all men unto me. If I just look up, I can see the salvation of him who died. But if I just look up, 
I can remember when I was down to my last that it was him who carried me. If I just look up, I know it's him that keeps my mama when she cries at night. If I just look up. Ebenezer, if we just look up, we recognize that it's God that kept us in this place. It wasn't no man, no woman, no committee, no nothing. It was him. We need to get out of this horizontal praise we in and start making it vertical. Because the songwriter said, when praises go up, when praises go up, blessings come down. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Just look up. Just look up. The door of the church is open. The door of the church is open. Just look up, church. We need to look up, church. Stop walking around defeated, church. Stop sounding like a defeated church. We need to sound like a glorious church. We need to sound like a victorious church. When you're victorious, watch this. When victory is taking place, there is a sound. There is a sound when there is victory. I ain't never been to a sporting event when somebody was winning and there was no sound. Especially when you was on the winning team. What does that mean? Let me help you. Let me paint this picture real quick. If, I'm coming back down your road. If the Bears was in Green Bay, and it was one second left on the clock. And by some miracle, by some miracle, they won the game in Green Bay. The Green Bay fans would be quiet. But the handful the handful of bad fans in the room would make a sound in that place that would confuse the enemy because they recognize that even with our little rag bag bunch, we came out victorious on the other east. What are you saying, preacher Ebenezer? It ain't got to be 5,000 of us. But if the handful of us we got would start to open up our mouth and act like we had some victory in this place, when the blessings, the ones in your mouth, when the blessings go up, then the praises, when the praises go, then the blessings would come. Ah, the door of the church is open. You can come now. Christian experience, candidate for baptism. The door is open. The door is open. If there's anyone who does not know the Lord and the part of that sin, you've been out of church, you've been disconnected from the church, you don't have a church home, we would love this opportunity to have you come and be a part of our membership here. This is your opportunity. Come on, y'all, stand to your feet, stand to your feet. 
Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Just start praying where you are. There may be somebody in the room. You never know who's in the room. Just pray where you are. Pray where you are that God would give them some strength and some courage if they're in the room to make their way down. Come on. The door is open. But the devil stole from me. Rejoice today. Yeah, because I shall recover it all. Come on, come on. The door is open. starts back this week at 6 o'clock. Bible study starts back this week at 6 o'clock on Zoom. Please go to our website or our social media pages for the information. But Bible study, Bible study does start back this Wednesday at 6 p.m. If there's nothing else, let's give the benediction. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence of his glory with exceeding for to the only wise God. Our Savior be dominion, majesty, and power now and forever. And the church said, Amen. 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 Take back what the devil stole from me.